Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm not mad that it's on. I'd be like, why would you be mad? <laughs> Do we have to fight? <laughs> no, I acknowledge. We can fight each other. <laughs> that's, that's a real reason. Hi, guys. Welcome to Lovecast Voice Love Podcast. I am your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Kayla and Alexa. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Finally all together. <laughs> it's weird. It's yeah. surreal, to it's say the least. very weird. Like, I have been here for 10 days now, basically, in America. So, mm. yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Who would have thought that after almost two years, we'd be like sitting here in the same room recording yeah. an episode together? Yeah. It's kind of wild, but it's also like super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me excited for things that we're planning on doing in the, in future, the future too. Yes. So today we are going through our top five BLs of 2020. Just like a preface that we are recording this in the like middle of November. Yes. So- <laughs> By the time you see it, <laughs> it's going to be like the end of the year episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Who wants to start? Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> actually, this first series, I'm going to start in descending order, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Like from five. To yeah, one. from yeah. five to okay. one. Okay. So this is my number five. Mm-hmm. And... It's been on my mind a lot lately, but I think that I really love cutie pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't say. I haven't heard anything about that. Literally, like, the amount of times I've brought up Z and Nanu <laughs> since we have been together. Yeah. But, and I will admit that, like, a big sole reason why I like the show is because of Z and Nanu. Yeah. yeah. I think they're superior. Haters can stay mad. <laughs> They're famous. <laughs> they will always be famous. And yeah, hate them if you want. But I mean, we were talking about this earlier in the car that like, well, I wouldn't say like Cutie Pie is the best show that came out this year. It still it came out at the right time. And yeah, it, it exactly. had a lot of excitement to it. There was a lot of discussions, a lot of like, it was fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was easily, like, 
number speaking, like one of the most like impactful shows of the year. And I think just like when we talked to Maya and Ploy both times along with Bam Bam at the end, mm-hmm. just hearing about the process and everything just makes me have a lot more respect for the final product that came yeah. out and a lot of the stuff that they made sure to include, the statements that they wanted to make sure were stated within the series. So I definitely really respected it for that aspect. Yeah. And it was probably one of the most like high quality shows we'd gotten in a while. Mm-hmm. Since yeah. It was before Kinpor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't even remember That's, when wow. it came out. <laughs> yeah. I have seen some people say that they don't really like how overproduced mm-hmm. the series mm-hmm. feels. Yeah. Like when you watch it, the scenes between them kind of feel more like fan service. Yeah. yeah. Than actually intimate scenes yeah. between two people. But yeah. I, I'm definitely biased. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We all have our biases. <laughs> and I acknowledge that the storyline isn't that exciting. Yeah. There isn't that much going on. Yeah. But I think that the cast really were the ones well. who did it justice. Poppy carried. Yeah. <laughs> and Perth. We have, we have to give Perth okay, a okay. at all times. <laughs> His little English one line. <laughs> <laughs> Which surprisingly weren't awkward either. Yeah. Sometimes that can be awkward. Yeah. But... I've been watching the series again because I think it's become one of my comfort series mm. and I've been like falling in love again with all the characters like yeah. I love Kua and Diao's friendship so yeah. much oh yeah I <laughs> forgot they were so helpful <laughs> no oh Dia and Yi Max's yeah, yeah, Max and Nat. Yeah. I forgot Max and Nat was in that. Yeah. yeah, I have some thoughts about them too, but <laughs> maybe I'll get to that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think the friend group is a really yeah. good friend group. Yeah. I love Sin as mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. local spiritual friend of the friend group. <laughs> I think that them keeping him with like that strong Buddhist identity yeah. was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I love that he never tries to change himself for Nua and Mm -hmm. Noir doesn't like expect him to change himself because Mm -hmm. he likes how he is yeah so I think that the characters in the show are really what carry it and maybe I agree (laughs) like I just wish like the the more intimate scenes were more less scripted like I have no other way to explain it than because we've been we've been really spoiled lately with the shows that there's been so much natural chemistry Mm -hmm. that's come Mm -hmm. from the directors and stuff just letting the actors do whatever they wanted to do so yeah yeah there it definitely has a different vibe to it Mm. than other series that have come out this year another big thing is that i just love the idea of a queer take on an arranged marriage and how everyone is just like so on board with it and okay Mm -hmm. like i find that so unique Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something that we haven't seen in a bl yet yeah i remember when we first learned about like what the storyline was going to be and that it was going to be like an arranged marriage it just it feels so cool to see that and the way that they did work aspects of marriage equality discussion and everything into it felt very on point for the time that we're in right now, mm-hmm. especially in Thailand and the ongoing fight they're having for marriage equality. So mm-hmm. it felt nice that they took a story about arranged marriage and make sure to include points that were relevant to 
marriage yeah. talks yeah. in the current society. I mean, the original story was based like in a fantasy world where you could actually get mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. So they sort of changed that to fit into the political situation in yeah. Thailand right now. So I like that they did that. They don't always have to follow the books Slavically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad that it's on. <laughs> I'm like, why would you be mad? <laughs> Do we have to fight? <laughs> no, I One acknowledge. We can fight each other. <laughs> that's, that's a real reason. Let's that's go. Reason. <laughs> but yeah, I acknowledge that it definitely isn't the best series. But I think just like what it means to me and yeah. the timing of it yeah. is yeah. why it's on I'll my have list. Fond memories of that. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa, your number five. So my number five was You're My Sky. And I had honestly like forgotten about this drama until a couple weeks ago when Casey was asking about people's top BLs of the year. But once it came back into the conversation, I was just remembering how much I loved that show and all the different storylines, especially (sighs) Dome and V were like my my like crack cocaine when that show was airing and like I've talked about it so many times how like I'm not typically a person for like cheating plot lines Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but I don't know just the tension between them and Mm -hmm. the way their story came about just like really grabbed me in and talking about talking to like Chris and Porsche and hearing how they went about like getting into that Mm-hmm. headspace and diving into their characters and the emotions they were feeling those two were just like really the selling point of the show for me and yeah. I appreciated like that not every there were three couples four couples in that show <laughs> three couples yeah and like not everyone had a happy ending like their story was kind of open-ended and I think when it comes to stories like that open endings can have merit like mm-hmm. I think open endings can be hit or miss but in the case of Dome and V it was really fitting for the way their story went throughout the 12 episodes of the show and I just found myself enjoying all of the pairings I like how each one had a different vibe we had the couples that were established more early on and had to kind of figure out their relationship mm-hmm. throughout university and plans they wanted whether it be going to japan to do their masters or trying to get into a professional basketball team and these kind of Mm -hmm. things so i appreciate when shows have established couples and they navigate problems that are realistic to established couples as opposed to just throwing in a cheating plot line or (laughs) a random woman coming into play (laughs) which so many other shows rely on so I think, like, we had those fights and those, like, almost breakup moments, but they mm-hmm. felt more realistic to the characters, like, what they were trying to do in their personal lives versus how that impacted their relationship. So I think I really enjoyed that aspect and how they built the characters and their relationships. And it was just a fun show to watch. I liked the friendships in that one as well, the two different groups between the freshmen and the seniors. And I just enjoyed watching it. I cared about sports for the sake of the show so <laughs> right. that's how you know it's doing something right but yeah I just had a lot of fun with it yeah I remember I really liked the aesthetic of the show oh yeah, yeah. the col- yeah. the symbolism the of the colors yeah. was really mm-hmm. fun was really good I spoiler alert I did not finish it <laughs> yeah, that's a crime. So, yeah <laughs> I don't know why I fell off but I sort of halfway through I just fell off i 
I can't explain it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the bitterness. <laughs> fine. But yeah, the production value was really good for mm. kind of a entertainment company, a smaller one, not super yeah. well known. Yeah. I think that was like their first project that they took on. So yeah. I remember listening in on like the Twitter spaces and stuff they had with the team that did the color grading and everything yeah. like that and the symbolism in it. And I just really enjoyed that aspect mm-hmm. as well. I thought the production really stood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching it and thinking, like, this could be on Netflix mm-hmm. because the production quality is that high. And it mm-hmm. kind of set the bar for all the other more artistic yeah. BLs that happened this year, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, I had kind of the same thoughts about being reeled in, but with the main couple. Yeah. And the same thought, again, of being like, oh, I actually care about what happens <laughs> to the basketball team. Like I actually for this team. <laughs> I actually care about them making championships and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Like, it might just be that I don't care about sports <laughs> at all. <laughs> and it just made me fall completely off. Nothing but- could redeem them. <laughs> But like I can acknowledge it was a really good show and it was above a lot of other shows like quality. (laughs) That's a compliment in Pixie language. It was above other shows that came out. Not on my list, but obviously I didn't finish it. So yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm So my number five is old fashioned cupcake. Mm. Yes, the Japanese. I just like really enjoyed how they showed the working Japanese lifestyle mm-hmm. and the challenges that comes with that and, and how it like it's such a like gray <laughs> way of living. You yeah, know what I mean? like the office mm-hmm. lifestyle and how one how you can get like wrapped up in the mundane yeah. routine. Yeah, and, yeah, like and I really appreciate them doing the whole routine where like, oh, they're gonna do like a girl thing and go eat sweet foods and talk about love. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you have grown like almost forty year old man mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting talking about love and taking selfies and it it was funny. Yeah. But okay. I like the scene that really stood out is when he confesses to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the camera is shaking and it's all over the place. And it's very well done for the chaoticness of the scene and the two characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was a really cool commentary on like maintaining your youth and your mm-hmm. passion, even as you grow older. And like this idea of him approaching 40 and his midlife crisis and thinking that there's all of these things that he hadn't done, but he felt like he was over the hill to do them. Mm -hmm. And just having this person come in that kind of shows him like that age doesn't matter in that Mm -hmm. regard. Like you're never too old to go out and eat pancakes and take (laughs) selfies and talk about your crushes. And also the aspect that gender plays into that of them Mm -hmm. feeling like these are things that only girls do and Mm -hmm. kind of breaking the stereotype in that way as well. Mm -hmm. And another one where I love the production, I think Japanese dramas have like two filters that they use (laughs) it's either like the super airbrush like oh god obnoxiously brightened like school drama or the very dark like kind Mm -hmm. of muted colors and i love that like muted aesthetic and i thought like it really fit for (laughs) the story and the way they were trying to portray like where he was at in his life so Mm. i love that aspect of it yeah and it's nice to Mm. have like a drama that's about like grown people (laughs) no but really like students (laughs) yeah 
I actually kind of like the length of it too. While it is on the shorter side, I think it fit for the story. And have you guys seen the extra clip that came out? Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. God! Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I don't know if the Blu-ray DVD has actually come out yet, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping all the Fancy. clips will, <laughs> will pop up, up. <laughs> once it is. But yeah, I mean, five episodes is really short but i think they utilize the time really well i remember i watched it because we did a review on it so i kind of binged it and it went by so fast but i didn't feel like it was missing anything despite Mm. it only being five episodes so i thought they did a great job with the time that they had and the the story felt full and complete in just five episodes yeah Mm mm-hmm it made me think about life a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've been having a life crisis. And now now that I think about the timing of this life crisis, I'm like, it kind of matches up with me watching that show. Yeah. Because it just, like you said, the main character is someone who is like, oh, I'm getting too old to be able yeah. to do this or this or this. And it's kind of thinking about like all the time and years he's wasted being in this mundane life yeah. and where he's comfortable, but it's not really fulfilling. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So but it just does. Yeah. It really <laughs> had really me. Real. <laughs> it really <laughs> had me doing introspection, reflecting on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as we're sitting here, I'm like, oof, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what I liked about it. That it made me think about life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very, unfortunately, sometimes realistically. Who needs therapists when you can just watch (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, As someone who's studying to be a therapist, (laughs) please don't go to therapy. You can do both. both. Just listen to the podcast. (laughs) Therapist. (laughs) Kill out. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. So my next one at number four is Blooming. Mm. This is another one we've talked about before, but it's definitely my favorite Korean BL that has come out. And there have been so many. Mm. So that's saying a lot about just the quality of story and production Mm -hmm. since there's been like recently a boom in Korean BLs. Yeah. Yeah. But we've said before that Huang Dasul is like a genius, yeah. and I stand by that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think this series would be as good as it was if it wasn't for her direction, yeah, and her writing or whoever else was involved with the writing. And I just love how beautiful the directing is. Mm-hmm. Like every shot is so intentional. This is another one that's like aesthetically pleasing to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So not even, like, considering the storyline, just looking at it is nice. Yeah. <laughs> All the scenery, stuff like that. Yeah. I love everything it has to say about Korean beauty standards yeah. and the culture of dieting and how you can only get ahead in certain fields if you have the looks and mm-hmm. not so much, like, through hard work yeah which is something that we see the main character like being so frustrated with and kind of like going along with himself because it's like he's a cog in the machine and what is he gonna do to make it the narcissist the narcissism that he has is solely Mm. so he can actually like get somewhere in the field and like he feels like he almost has to keep that level of narcissism almost to an obnoxious degree because Otherwise, he'll 
what his insecurities kind of like and the yeah. parental trauma from his mom and everything just kind of take over. Yeah. Another thing I loved was how you see she won the main character kind of trying to overcome his generational trauma mm-hmm. that him and his sister have. Yeah. And then it resulting in him having like this blow up fight with his mom scene where he his mom is suddenly like it's like he finally got through to her and is Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe I've been pushing a certain way of life on my kids too Mm -hmm. much when I should just like let them do their own thing. It's also like (laughs) the the collective parent of color who never actually apologizes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was that's another thing that's too realistic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that this series is more than a romance story. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's really stuck with me because you do have really soft but like still intimate moments mm-hmm. between Shiwan and yeah. Daun. Yeah. I love their chemistry. I love all of their moments together. But mm-hmm. I think the thing that kept me watching and keeps me still thinking about it in the back of my head is... All the drama with, like, his family Mm -hmm. and then, like, trying to break free of it and understand that, like, looks aren't everything, even if society is telling you otherwise. Yeah. 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 I I feel like a lot of the shows that came out this year that were on the worst end had a problem with the character development. Mm -hmm. That's that's the whole issue with the show. It's basically that there's no character development. But like in Blooming, and it's like Huang Da Sol has just like this really keen eye for like proper character development mm-hmm. and just playing off like tension and all of that, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had Blooming on my list at number two. So it was, I was going back and forth between <laughs> To My Star 2 and Blooming so much. Ooh. But at the end of the day, I think it did just like, we already knew the characters in To My Star, mm-hmm. but I connected with Shiwan and Daun on like such a like strong level for like the reasons that you mentioned. So I put it higher for that reason. And I also appreciate Daun, how they kind of made that commentary on wealth and kind of using his money yeah. and his parents' status, like how he was basically the reason Shiwan won the drama competition and him kind of having that realization that using his parents and his status doesn't always equate to the best outcomes Mm -hmm. and people don't always take that for the intentions that you might have wanted it to have. So like that conversation of like intention versus how it's received by the other party. And it also just kind of dived into his own relationship with his parents and how absent they were in his life. Mm -hmm. He was like, having these like dreams of like his family just like having dinner together (laughs) and then like it would pan to like an empty house and it was just like so sad and it just kind of shows why he he lashed on to Shiwan so much and like having that comfort that comes from having another person who is there honestly Mm -hmm. just there (laughs) when you're so used to not having someone there Mm -hmm. so yeah I just I loved the characters I loved how the relationship developed i love the conflicts that came and how they were resolved and i just mm-hmm. think it was really well done definitely also my favorite of the korean bls we've gotten so far mm-hmm. yes definitely okay. so number four we literally literally put this on my list five minutes before we started recording because <laughs> i wasn't even thinking about it in the 
bl realm but mm-hmm. I, we have to put heartstopper on there true <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've we've done a whole episode on it if it didn't make it onto our list i would have been yeah not happy about that in retrospect and i just like you all saw me when heartstopper had just come out and now yeah. the brain rot was real mm-hmm. and we've we've had the conversation like so many times about how important it was to just have this show that had so many openly queer actors playing queer characters and the intentions that they went into with casting Mm -hmm. with casting people who were exactly the characters that they were in the novel casting a black trans woman to play the black trans character Mm -hmm. and things like that and even going into the second season we have already seen that with the casting and just making sure to bring the diversity that the original webcomic had into the show and a show that's on Netflix, nonetheless, like on such a huge platform. Mm-hmm. It's done so much for the careers of the cast. Absolutely. And, yes. you know, we're you seeing like everywhere. Yasmin Finney as a black trans woman is getting so many incredible opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool that a show was able to do that for someone who deserves it. But yeah, just getting into the letting people have queer joy and letting yeah. like young high school students see queer joy and happy queer relationships mm-hmm. and in western media you know we have some but a lot of them are so so whitewashed and so i don't know if sterile is the right word but it feels mm-hmm. like they don't have the same level of heart that heartstopper had yeah and I think it just goes to show how much Alice Oseman, they were involved in the production and, mm-hmm. you know, so many of the the crew and the staff also involved were queer and very personally, like, involved in the story. So I just think all around, it just was a show where you could see all of the effort and care that went into it. Mm-hmm. And it, it really panned out with how the show was received and how people cared about it and cared about the characters and the impact that it's had for young queer people in high school who were Mm -hmm. using it to come out to their parents all the way up to like older queer people who were reflecting on how that's not something they had in high school and how cool it is to see younger kids now having that experience Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah it just I love that show and I love the characters and it's just it's just been really cool to see how it's grown throughout this year. Yeah, I think we all expected it to be big, but I Mm -hmm. did not expect it to have, like, the impact that it did have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, to give you an idea of how impactful it was, at least in the U.S., when I went to go try to find Volume 1 and 2 in the bookstores, it was sold out everywhere. Same (laughs) online. Like, it was back (laughs) order for weeks. Yeah. And then I ended up going to a Barnes & Noble location, Mm -hmm. and they had one copy of volume two not even in the correct section like I just happened to see it on a random shelf yeah and I asked like do you guys have volume one and he was like we literally just got our shipment in this morning and he went and took it out of the box and I was like that had never happened to me before when I'm trying to buy a novel or a graphic novel at that so I thought that was really crazy and spoke to how much of an impact this mm-hmm. series has had on people yeah that they I, even want to read the story yeah 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 i couldn't get a hold of it i had to like buy the kindle version yeah i ended up <laughs> reading it online because i was like i'm not gonna wait to order a copy 
But yeah, it's just been amazing to see what it's done. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for seasons two and three. And now they're in production. And it's definitely going to introduce some more of the heavier aspects of the Heartstopper story. But I think they're going to do it in a way that's really well done. And we'll get to continue to see the impact that Mm -hmm. that story has had. And see, I'm excited to see the cast come back Mm -hmm. and all of the new characters. And yeah, Yeah. it was a great show. Yep. Yes. So my number four is To My Star 2. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> that did not come as a surprise to anyone who knows me. Yeah, I I think a lot of people didn't like it because of the <laughs> way we didn't know what was happening throughout mm-hmm. like <laughs> over half of it. And yeah. it was kind of nerve wracking. And it was like very sad. <laughs> But like it got like tied together so well at the end and I'm I'm not mad at it. I wish there was like more domestic life of them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some flashes, but like Wang Da Sol, there's not much more to say, honestly. Yeah, I love her. I wish we could talk to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's oh so difficult <laughs> getting in contact with Korean people in the industry. People. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, I to my star too, like I love sad shows so me that probably also factors into why i enjoyed it so much but it's another one where i feel like the the conflict felt realistic for an established couple and especially when you get more of the backstory and start to understand the trauma and what influenced the up and leaving basically mm-hmm. i feel like it made me really feel for both characters because yeah. at first I was like, well, fuck this guy. Like, why did he leave without saying anything? <laughs> yeah. And it was his birthday and like all of these other factors. Yeah, and he didn't but do then wrong. <laughs> you understand his trauma and it just like makes you really feel for both of them. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job of showing that there's no black and white one bad yeah. guy in what mm-hmm. happened. They both had issues with communication and they mm-hmm. both had their own personal trauma that you know, impacted them from being 100% mm-hmm. clear and communicating in the relationship and their needs and how they were approaching each other. It was a slow burn. It was yeah. hard to watch it each week. And each week was just like sadder it and was sadder painful, and sadder. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> but it, it felt all that more like satisfying yeah once they finally had that breakthrough and were like, yeah. talking with each other mm-hmm. and understanding each other so it was yeah i really liked that the show really didn't have a villain like mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. clear villain even they... the ex-girlfriend was yeah like, she was she was cool. chill she was cool yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it seems like something that is like well why wouldn't they be yeah. <laughs> chill but the way that women have been like represented in bl in yeah. bl makes it so that whenever you have a character that's just chill it's mm, like yeah. oh wow <laughs> anytime an ex the bar is shows so up <laughs> anytime an ex shows up you're on edge especially if it's a woman because they're so historically written in such a bad way yeah. but yeah, no, it was all of the supporting cast was really cool. I love the little girl. <laughs> she was yeah. so cute. Can I just like be a little weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's not a podcast without me saying something weird. You know how they kiss oh when they're falling. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. You know the kiss they have when he's falling down and he's bleeding, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. If you like go back to where your eyes linger. And when they're almost kissing and he's saying, yeah, I'm not a pervert. I'm not going to kiss you with a bloody lip. <laughs> but in Two My Stars 2, they do that. 
I don't. Why the soul directed both? I just find that so yeah. funny. Oh, how yeah, the tables she, have turned. <laughs> she was like, "Wait, actually, people want this." Yeah, so we're maybe. all perverts. <laughs> oh my god! Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Okay, kill out number three. Okay. I need to preface this by saying that I am severely behind on this show, <laughs> which makes you wonder, like, why would it be on your list mm. if you're so behind on it? But I think the first two stories impacted me so much that it, like, altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> and so I really love War of Why. Mm-hmm. I really love it. I feel like I originally bought the AIS Play YouTube membership to watch Oh My Sunshine Night. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I kept it was because of War of Why. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it was just there. Because you know how AIS Play is. They only had two shows up. because they just, $8 a month. They, $8 a month. Yeah, I was paying $8 for that. You don't need to talk about it. Uh. <laughs> but like I said, I love Not and Pan's story mm-hmm. so much. I think Pan is a girl boss. Gender neutral girl boss. Yes. Yes. I love how he ended up exposing everyone who basically abused him. Mm -hmm. I was going to say wrong, but he was abused by people. And then I love Gus and Bew's story, too. I think Bew is also a girl boss. (laughs) That That one might be controversial, but the way I look at it is he was deceived and was just getting his revenge Mm, yeah so yeah that's true like all he did was do to them what they did to him him. so i mean (laughs) it was karma i haven't started why idol yet i was going to but then a thousand other things happened (laughs) we won't get into that (laughs) but i love that this series takes inspiration from actual events Mm -hmm. and it's a direct reflection of reality there are a lot of moments where I was like, this is like Mew art. And yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of moments where I was Perth-sy. like, this is like Perth Saint and kind of Z too. Yeah. Saint Z. Z and Saint. Saint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think that's very interesting to see because it's like as fans, we always hear about these controversial things happen, mm-hmm. but it's really just speculation yeah. yeah. if there's even beef between anyone. Mm-hmm. But seeing stuff like this portrayed that is so obviously taking inspiration from things that have really happened, it's like the way I said it before was it's like validating. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. also like don't want bad things to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels validating because it's like you make videos about these things and then it's like, wow, I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was right, and you all doubted it. (laughs) Hold on, my phone (laughs) keeps locking. I love, or I feel like this series is a little misunderstood. Yeah. Like, we talked um, in our episode about War of Why, about how there isn't anything to really fangirl over, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's such a dark story. Yeah. And, like, even the love scenes in it have a way different connotation to them yeah i would describe it as uncomfortable to watch yeah 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 and i keep losing my train of thought i feel like the marketing for the show was also 
really good. Like leading up to it, all the posters were like the actors posed in action figure boxes, like toys, to kind of like point to the objectification that they go through. And then I was thinking more about the trailers and I was like, you know what? They... Instead of showing, like, the actual plot of the show or, like, a preview of it, they show, like, a figurative version of what it's about. And I thought that was so cool. Like, with Gus and Bue's story, the whole thing is basically a chess match. Mm -hmm. Right. And them doing, like, a tango around, like, the managers. Seeing that trailer for the first time, it was just so different and obviously like at the time you had no idea like what what these stories were referencing and like was there going to be a mafia story involved was there going to be like one of them was like playing the drums and like a school marching band or something and like just having that like question of like is this what these stories are going to be about like what what do these mean and then being able to go back and see in retrospect like how the symbolism of those original trailers is kind of coming into play is really cool Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen some people kind of being like with war of why aren't they doing the same thing and using the same tactics in the show that they're critiquing yeah but i feel like that's part of it yeah like i feel like that's what they're trying to do they want you to sit there and be like wait, why am I having this exact reaction to this show? Right. Yeah. Because of the content that's in it. No, the whole point of the show is to make you think about how you're reacting to things. Yeah. So, yeah. But honestly, like the War of Manager part really had me exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much. Yeah, I think that's why I haven't like caught up because I'm so exhausted from watching those managers go at each other. Mm-hmm. I'm just, oh. yeah. yeah. I think it's hard for people sometimes to watch things that, make them call into question like their own actions and consumptions of media especially Mm -hmm. when you think about a genre like bl that is so easy to lose yourself in the fantasy of it and that's honestly what they want you to do because that's what makes them money um so and like that's fair that a lot of people do just want to watch it for the fantasy aspect Mm -hmm. and the silly little romances like we all need that sometimes but i think that's a lot of the reason why it's been hard for people to latch onto the show Mm -hmm. and like get into the stories Mm -hmm. and honestly even pay attention to it because I think some people don't want to confront those realities sometimes Mm -hmm. but I think the thought-provoking aspect of it is what's really interesting and when I'm thinking about the way the show is advertising and the way they're telling the stories and the way I'm watching them like that self-reflection is really cool Mm -hmm. and I think it really influences the way I've approached watching the show what i i am a non-english speaker here what is happening this is is me for two years my words get ahead of my thoughts and i just jumble them yeah and now i lost my train of thought (laughs) but watching the series and just how it causes you to reflect on how you interact with Mm -hmm. the actors who are involved in the show and the way they're promoting the show outside of the series as their BL pairings in real life and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's just like, it's like this circle of thinking about how you're interacting with it and how you're enjoying it and what that means and stuff like that. And it's just Mm -hmm. like very, it's like confusing. (laughs) It is. But it's fun to like think about and really 
like interesting to think about yeah i will say it's very fun to watch like people we know from the industry pop up in the series like i saw a clip of pinu yeah yeah in the Mm -hmm. newest santa and earth were in there Mm -hmm. yeah max and nat were there (laughs) yeah it's it's... just sprinkled across every story it's very meta the whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i love stuff like that Mm. So, Alexa, number three. So, my number three, and I I feel like I'm the only person that cares about this show, but it's vice versa. (laughs) I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm like, I think I'm the only person. Listen, this show, like, Jimmy and C in this show have had me in a chokehold since it finished. And I know Pixie wouldn't like it because she liked Jimmy when he was angry. Yeah, he's too cute. (laughs) I can't do it. I liked him. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. He was angry. (laughs) But in this show, they literally comment multiple times about how drunk in love he is with Tolay, who is C's character. Yeah. But I don't know what it was about this show. Like, it was really, like, one of the few GMMTV shows this year that I really, like, had me so locked in that I was, like, watching the episodes as soon as they came out every week. And, like, GMMTV has put out a lot of great stuff this year, mm-hmm. thinking about the eclipse and even going back into, like, Not Me and Bad Buddy, which mm-hmm. technically finished in 2022. But something about vice versa, like the parallel universe storyline and just the way that it all came together. The color symbolism was really yeah, cool. I'll, I'll admit that was cool. thank you (laughs) thank you but yeah i don't know the show has just like i think i think i like kayla for xena knew i think my bias for c and jimmy has just like i've been obsessed with c he's literally my lock screen right now so i think that played into it as well but i just really enjoyed how they brought their story to life and i thought the storytelling of the parallel universe was really unique i know there was some plot holes in it and like that's to be expected with a GMM TV show. But I just thought it came together really coolly. And the use of like homages to their other BLs. Like my favorite thing about it is that the universe that Tele and Puen got transferred into is like a BL universe. Like Kai and Third are like people <laughs> in that universe. Yeah, and like crazy. they're like they run their like review channel like in that universe and like <laughs> third is like reviewing their movies and stuff like that so i thought like the tidbits like that were really cool there's like homages to together and mm. everything like yeah. that there's a lot of great cameos milk and love were had yes. a cameo yes. tay had a cameo perth 
Love by Chance Perth, Perth who's now under GMMTV, had a cameo. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like a really fun show to watch. I was enjoying every week. I really liked the way the relationship progressed. There was no unnecessary breakup moments and the conflict of traveling back to an alternate universe and then going back to your real universe was done really realistically. I know like one of the big things is that people were upset about how little screen time Ohm and Nanon ended up having, but like they were always meant to be kind of like guest roles. So, yeah. you know, I think that was a thing that deterred a lot of people from finishing it is if they started it for those two and then realized how much they weren't really in it, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, but I, I feel like that's a little bit weird because they weren't like the main couple. Why? Yeah. I saw a lot of them like were why were they were on the poster, but it's like they were showing their yeah. alternate selves versus like yeah. their real selves so like it was kind of frustrating to see that commentary but like mm -hmm. at the end of the day I just I enjoyed the roles that they had and seeing them in the alternate their alternate universe as well mm -hmm. <laughs> alternate universe is getting very confusing but yeah I just had a mm -hmm. lot of fun with it mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I recommend it you guys sure. want to give it a shot again Pixie <laughs> you're like no <laughs> No promises. <laughs> it sounds like something I would like because I love the little Easter egg things oh, from no, other shows. Like, I'll probably like the story. I just can't get over it. <laughs> I can't get over that it. That was the deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's Jimmy. so weird. He's so cute, though. <laughs> yeah, he's cute. He's like, no, I'm not about it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I need angry Jimmy. <laughs> Talking about GMM TV, my third one is The Eclipse, mm -hmm. <laughs> which came as no surprise <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> No, the show was amazing. I did not have high expectations for it at all. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to expect from First and Kaotong, but they delivered. And the story is interesting. It's unique. They're like, even though it's in a school, it doesn't like have the same vibe as mm -hmm. other like school BLs. And I just. I really like what Golf did with the di directing. I like the the shots they had, like with the bow mm -hmm. and all of that, and the symbolism. And Kayla went into that when we filmed our Eclipse episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fun in it, and it's fun to watch just for entertainment, but it's fun to also, like, analyze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's on my list. Yeah. I think I'm... I, series set in high school tend to be hit or miss for me which is ironic because my number one show on the list this year is also set in high school um, for most of it at least but you know I always get scared of like the the blue shorts shows you know yeah. the little blue short yeah. shows. technically um, this wasn't blue shorts they were black shorts were a little black, black shorts, shorts. <laughs> nice change but I felt like the way that the school and the school environment was kind of worked into the show and the curse and the conflict around it, like you weren't caught up in the fact that they were still in high school and it had a level mm -hmm. of maturity that yeah. I think some of the other high school centered BLs in the past have lacked, which is fair because mm -hmm. they're high schoolers and like they're going to be immature, but that's 
not necessarily appealing to me anymore as yeah. someone who is almost 30. Um, but I think, <laughs> but I think this one, just like the other aspects that played into the show and mm-hmm. the symbolism of things and the way the story was being told kind of took me out of the fact that it was in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was able to enjoy it a lot more than I probably would have if it was a different type of story set in high school, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were like a little bit didn't like that it wasn't as heavy on the horror element. Like the curse aspect. Yeah. It was very different from the pilot trailer, which I think threw people off. But yeah. like we said in the deep dive, like the pilot trailer is always different. So, so different, different from the final product. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, I really enjoyed it. Like I'm for the first time shipping in my life. So <laughs> first in Caltown. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Obviously I love all of the astrological symbolism mm-hmm. in the show. I also just love shows where people are trying to take down a system that's yeah. like oppressive to the people that's under the it. government type boss. Yeah. <laughs> I love that type of stuff. So where'd my train of thought go with that? I love that everyone had like a reason for what they were doing. Like they showed the teacher yeah. Chadok mm-hmm. why he was doing what he was doing. They explained Dika. They explained everything probably some loose ends here and there but yeah it's like compared to what it usually is mm-hmm. it's a lot better yeah mm-hmm. i also love how we just see this generational thing going on where chadok was suppressed by mm-hmm. the school and then he ends up being the one who is suppressing people yeah. and he's kind of trying to make ak into the next him in right a way. And it's just too much pressure for yeah. him. Yeah, and he not knowing about what happened to Chi. I said his name just like two seconds ago. No, but he didn't know that he unalived himself. Mm-hmm. And like the impact that had when he figured that out. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. It made you feel bad for him, mm-hmm. even it though did. the whole time you're like, he's the villain. But yeah. is he really but in he the end? Red herrings all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, number two. I love 180 degree mm. longitude passes through us. That's a long title. <laughs> I always just call it 180 degree. But I did not expect to love this series so much. I watched it all in one sitting. And it happened to be the day that the finale came out. Oh, so boy. I was able to watch yeah. the finale too. I was in a little bit of a mood where I was feeling <laughs> sad. <laughs> Oh, you guys just like sad stuff. <laughs> Me and Kayla are one in the same. Yeah. Way. yeah. It's like wallowing in the sadness. <laughs> but yeah, I was already kind of sad when I was watching mm-hmm. it. And then if you've seen the show, you know that it's really emotionally taxing yeah. to watch. So I feel like this series does tension so well. Mm-hmm. We always talk about tension. It's like the whole thing is like a will they, won't they type yeah. situation. Yeah. So Wong and In the whole time, they had me watching literally them with their longing stares from across <laughs> the room and then like wondering if something was going to happen mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. for like 10 episodes straight. And I was still <laughs> watching it. And I have the worst attention span. So I don't know. It was just that compelling that Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to keep seeing if this finally happens. I think it was in Lila from Starstruck, Mm -hmm. her interview with Pawn and Nike, where 
Nike was saying that the series is a lot like a stage play. Mm. And that's the first impression that I had because a lot of the scenes or conversations will take up an entire episode. Yeah. So like typically with BLs, it's like all these different like physical events Mm -hmm. are happening. Mm -hmm. But with this series, it's like the mom and Wong will get into a fight and it will take the whole episode for the fight to be like resolved. It's just like one scene in one setting and it like doesn't change. Wow. Which sounds kind of boring. Sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're saying it sounds horrible, but I loved watching this like volatile like child and parent relationship. And then you just have In who is stuck in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to upset either of them. So he's Mm -hmm. just like he's kind of like a pushover. He's just like "Mm, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, surprisingly, I didn't get bored watching this series. And I think it's because the tension kept me just like going. Mm -hmm. I was so curious what was going to happen. It almost feels like you're eavesdropping. Yeah. Like it's almost like reality television. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Lie on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. I saw a lot of conversation, maybe not a lot of, but I saw some conversation kind of like in the is this a bl realm because i guess yeah. the ending does like kind of subverts like every okay bl trope but yes so the ending spoiler alert <laughs> they don't end up together mm-hmm. wow so <laughs> the whole time even though i feel like you're cheering for them to be able to overcome everything and get together there just ends up being too much emotional baggage mm-hmm for it to ever be plausible at least like at this point in Wong's life because he's still like pretty young he's like a college student so it's like there just isn't I guess it's just not the right timing Mm. that's the main thing and also if you just think about the storyline it's pretty complex Like, like he is in love with the guy that his dad was secretly (laughs) with when well wanted to be with that's another thing is they were never actually together and the night the dad confesses to his friend he gets rejected and then he meets dies Mm. and it's like up for debate if he dies like purposefully or if it was an this sounds like mental trauma (laughs) yeah watching a show and i'm not you're not you're not compelling me to watch it (laughs) i'm I'm gonna be honest it is mental trauma yeah but i interpret the ending as kind of being like sometimes no matter how hard you try to Mm. kind of like break the once again we keep saying generational trauma (laughs) i feel like that's what everything comes back to do maybe some people on this podcast have some general (laughs) (laughs) seems to be what i'm drawn to but I interpreted it as like sometimes no matter how hard you try to be like the generation that breaks free Mm -hmm. from it, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just can't. Sometimes the people in your life, like Wong's mom, for example, she's Mm -hmm. one of those people who never apologize Mm -hmm. or like I'm always right and this is what I want for your life and this is what's going to happen. Sometimes you just can't like break through Mm -hmm. and you have to just go with whatever they want yeah Mm -hmm. not so much Mm -hmm. what you would like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about a realistic ending there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was realistic. I loved it, though. I yeah. think that made me love this series more, knowing how realistic mm-hmm. the ending was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alexa, number two. So my number two was Blooming, and we already talked about it. So I'll just skip to my number one, and then maybe I'll do one of my honorable mentions. Let me go back around. But for my number one, I had my only 12%. Which mm-hmm. was the Santa and Earth drama that just finished the other week. And this was one I had no expectations for. Like I just said, like high school dramas aren't typically my thing. Mm-hmm. The plot, like I thought the plot was really interesting because I love friends to lovers. Like, you know, enemies to lovers is usually people's kryptonite, but like friends to my friends Same. to lovers and like <laughs> childhood friends to lovers, that that Same. is like everything to me so I feel like I started watching for that aspect but I just like there was so much good in that show that kept me coming back each week obviously we know Earth is an incredible actor we've seen him and so many shows just like giving 100% Mm -hmm. but Santa really surprised me in this Mm -hmm. I know this was his only his second project after his seven project story with Earth so just the level of emotional depth he was able to bring to the character of cake who on the surface level is very much like a dude bro doesn't care about anything just likes to make dirty jokes with his friends like typical high school student but watching his character kind of go through that realization of realizing he has he's in love with his best friend particularly right before his family is going to move to another country was super well done and just like the understated emotional moments he had were really great Mm. they did an incredible job with you which is earth's character coming into realizing his feelings for cake which happened much earlier on and they used love of siam which is like one of the most iconic time movies as kind of like the catalyst of him realizing like oh i think i feel that way about cake but in the movie no one sees this them loving each other as a good thing so like am i doing something wrong type of storyline i cried so much during those (laughs) during those scenes but like the actress who plays his sister is actually the author of the novel oh that's Um, so cool she was like an amazing actress like i was shocked like sometimes like actors will give themselves a cameo but Mm -hmm. she was honestly like a support role in the show Mm -hmm. and she was great but like she was such a great support system for them and they had a lot of really great scenes together I enjoyed the timeline. I think the pacing at the end got a little bit rushed when we got into like the final couple episodes. But once Cake came back to Thailand and they were kind of in university, that's when their relationship really started taking off and they kind of mutually understood their feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. They were so sickeningly sweet, but like in the best possible (laughs) way, like kicking my feet while I was lying in bed type (laughs) scenes. But yeah, I was just like every single episode kept me so engaged and I really liked seeing the relationship develop. It's another one where there's not a lot of like physical events happening. Um, It's a lot of like internal realizations and small conversations that kind of allude to how their relationship is changing. A lot of expressions that show you know, what's going on in their mind type thing. But yeah, it just really took me by surprise. I think it really delivered on everything that Santa and Earth told us would in terms of the nostalgia and the feel good moments and watching the relationship develop. Like 
I just like was totally taken aback by how much I enjoyed watching it every episode and how how I felt coming off of it in the final episode. It just felt so so well concluded and like such a fulfilling show in the end despite having some quips about the pacing in the last couple episodes there when it came to like their relationship and how it ended there it just felt like I had zero complaints in that regard which is like Mm -hmm. rare (laughs) for me to go into a show and have like zero complaints about how the main relationship came together so Mm -hmm. yeah I just like I, I can't recommend it enough it's definitely emotional like I don't think it's sad which is I think what deterred a lot of people from starting it but it's a very emotional show there's a lot of emotional realization going on and so like you well if you're a crier like I am like I cried a lot but like it wasn't necessarily always sad so I think Mm -hmm. if you enjoy like emotions and also like a really sweet love story then I definitely think it's it was a great watch and maybe it's just because it's so fresh in my mind but like it easily stood out as probably my favorite of this year, which is why it's number one. Wow. Yeah, I only watched the first episode, mm-hmm. but my first impression was just how much Studio Wabi Sabi's production value has improved. Mm. That entire like one shot of like the first episode, like the first five yeah. minutes was just a one yeah. shot. It was so well done. Yeah, they've definitely moved on from a lot of those whitening color mm-hmm. filters mm-hmm. into more of a color grading, yeah. which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. So my number two is semantic error. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and surprise. There's no surprise <laughs> again. Yeah, I think like semantic error is one of like the most unique shows in the sense that the characters are unique. Mm. Like, writing a story about a character like Shu Sangwoo has to be hard. I couldn't, like, as I hobby write myself, and I, I can't imagine writing about, like, a such, such a complex character. And, and it's done in such a good way mm-hmm. that makes it understandable for people watching who have no idea how that works to being accurate at the mm-hmm. same time. And I just, I really liked, like, how they used color and the frames they used, like, and the scenes where they were filming it. And also, like, how they stuck to, for the most part, how the webcomic story went. Mm. There wasn't much changes. And they sort of threw in, like, a lot of the Easter eggs, like, things that were really big from the comic. Yeah. So... Yeah, one of my favorite aspects about that show is I'm such a sucker for using things to tell the progression of a relationship. So with the red tracksuit and how it slowly became wearing less and less red over time as they got closer. Like, I love little things like that. Yeah, I binged it Mm because I don't know why I didn't watch it when it was airing, but I was just like, I'm too cool for this right now. So (laughs) everyone was talking about it. I I was was just like, "Mm, I'll watch it later. (laughs) But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like it the story is not super complex, but mm-hmm. I think it's a good enemies to lovers storyline. And I don't know if they've ever explicitly state that Sangwoo is autistic, but I know that is the general consensus about his character. Mm-hmm. And I think they approach that really cautiously and with yeah. a lot of respect to 
the aspects of his character that Mm -hmm. might fall on the spectrum that they included, which I know can always be hit or miss in BLs and honestly media in general. So I really appreciated that aspect. And I thought that Jay Chan, who was the actor, did really well with it. And it's just been really cool to see how they, Soham and Jay Chan, Jay Chan talk about the show mm-hmm. and how proud they are of the show yeah. and the success mm-hmm. it's gotten. And like even Soham from the military is like mm-hmm. posting every time they win an award. And, you know, I don't think anyone ever expected a Korean BL, at least not at this point, to mm-hmm. get into the mainstream the way it has. Yeah. But yeah. they won mainstream awards like popularity awards. They've been talking about it on variety shows that are mm-hmm. like popular variety shows on korean television so like this was this was like the korean heartstopper in yeah, terms of like <laughs> the like way it. it came into the media in mm-hmm. korea and that's like really cool to see yeah i remember seeing on twitter like some members of dkc mm-hmm. got the question if it was cringe seeing him mm-hmm. on screen and they were just like no why would it be cringe it's just like it's just a normal relationship. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, them being really supportive mm-hmm. of him yeah. in the series. Especially in the face of like leading questions like that. Yeah. Which yeah. I know they've definitely gotten some that I've seen on Twitter and stuff of like some of the questions people have asked them about the show were mm-hmm. really weird. But they've handled everything Very with grace. Well. And like you yeah. can see that they care about the show mm-hmm. and the community that it's yeah words just left my brain um <laughs> but like the queer community that's yeah. being represented through the show mm-hmm. and i know i think jay chan said like or actually it was soham i think who like when he was still with his like former company that K was under mm-hmm. like he got an approach to do bls before and they didn't want him to do it yeah right. but now that he kind of like left and was in a place where he had that opportunity he was he really excited to do, to do yeah. so yeah, it's awesome yeah, I love to that. see how it's taken off on yeah. the impact that it's had. Yeah, not just doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kayla, number one. So, my number <laughs> one is Kin Porsche. Oh, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I say that I spend at least three to four hours a day thinking about Kin Porsche. <laughs> I. Put in my headphones and like maladaptive daydream about Ken <laughs> Porsche for hours. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's just like this is the series on my list that I think about the most. Mm-hmm. I revisit the most and watch scenes from again. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that really stuck with me and never left. Yep. I don't know if it was like partially because I was reacting to it. So yeah. I got right. to really think in depth about every single detail in the show. Mm-hmm. But it really did make me appreciate a lot of mm-hmm. the debates that came up in mm-hmm. the fandom I love how fiery Ken and Porsche's relationship mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're both hot tempered and mm-hmm. like seeing that play into yeah. their dynamic. I love that the story is so adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we never see action sequences or violence mm-hmm. or just like more explicit, I guess, material in BLs. Right. So I really loved that it was 
a harsh turn away from mm-hmm. stuff that we've seen before. Yeah. Even if you think about Trapped, it wasn't even, I feel like, anywhere near as intense. I, I honestly, when I think about Trapped, I'm just like, it's fluffy. Like, yeah, <laughs> a man gets shot, but it's still fluffy. Strangely <laughs> enough, yeah, they're still having cute scenes while shootouts are happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that from now on, Ken Porsche is going to be the show that people reference when something has a mafia theme. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of or a darker theme. I yeah. noticed that I'm already kind of comparing it to upcoming things mm-hmm. i also even though the fandom drives me crazy sometimes <laughs> i did like how it made me think so much about the vegas and pete storyline mm-hmm. and like that difference between romanticizing things like essay mm-hmm. in a series as opposed to properly depicting them yeah. right and showing like the severity of the things that are happening mm-hmm. and i I go back and forth with Vegas Pete a lot because, like, I have so much critique of just Vegas's character (laughs) from a writing standpoint. And that's my main reason. But uh, sometimes I feel almost like it's the fandom that romanticizes the show mm-hmm. yeah, and not the show itself mm-hmm. saying that anything is good necessarily even when you think about ken and porsche yeah their first encounter Mm -hmm. because i think the show like when it came to that their first scene love scene did a good job of showing how traumatizing that was for porsche and what he went through after that like Mm -hmm. that whole episode after like he was struggling and he had a hard time seeing ken and approaching ken and you know i don't think they ever tried to show that first encounter as like a good start to their relationship but i do think a lot of fans in general and viewers in general kind of overlooked it because of how it was and Mm -hmm. that's a problem across the bl fandom but i think the show itself and their intentions when it came to the way that they wrote the more difficult and dark and problematic aspects of the show i don't think the they ever went into with the intention to romanticize things no yeah i have to you like separating that from the way the fandom interpreted it is like very important and Mm -hmm. that's why i agree Mm -hmm. I do feel like the Peter Vegas uh, storyline could have been pushed to a more darker um, field. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little, they held back a little bit, I think, in like, in how the severity of like what was happening mm-hmm. was. But in general, like, it's a good show. And, the, but the only reason why it's not on my list is because I didn't there, there was just something that didn't like engage me into it, mm. and when you you're not engaged in that way, and you have like a whole fandom around you, like being obsessed, <laughs> then you're sort of just like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna go and stand over <laughs> here, and just let you guys do that. you. The who don't care about between us feel right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely been in their spot. <laughs> I also just love the cast. Yeah. Like Tong, Jeff, for me. Barcode, mm-hmm. Oppo, literally everyone. I think seeing their interactions outside of this show have mm-hmm. added like another layer of fun. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm still waiting for a U.S. tour date. Listen, <laughs> I didn't forget Beyond Cloud. I was one of the people like we talked about it in our like review about Kim Porsche. I was literally like, is it necessary? Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> but actually seeing like the clips from the show and the tour in Asia, I was literally like, I want to go so bad. I would go solely just to hear why don't you stay live. Ooh. But like. The performances and the fun they were having with it. Like, I want to see Sailor Perth live. Like, right. I want to go so bad. So, like, I'm waiting beyond cloud. Is it necessary? No. <laughs> but is it fun? Yes. yes. And it's just, like, something, like, I could imagine meeting up with a bunch yeah. of other people who we have only mm -hmm. known online. Right. Who also yeah. love the show. And just, like, the atmosphere, I think, mm -hmm. would be really fun. Yeah. I agree. Like, any other concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And Oppo. That's all I have to say. Oppo. 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 I love Oppo. Oppo. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're jumping over you and I'll just do my number. Well, just do my number one first and we yeah. can do honorable okay. mentions afterwards. Yeah. My number one is Between Us. <laughs> <laughs> just started, but I understand. are out at this point. No, I understand. <laughs> no, but I know two episodes. But have you seen those episodes? Heo <laughs> win. Heo win. Listen. Don't even get me. <laughs> I had to grip the mic for that one. <laughs> Dude, like the tension, the chemistry, how they put it together with Until We Meet Again, mm. just showing where you are in the timeline. It is just like, when you have a show that you waited for for literally almost three years mm -hmm. and, and have such high expectations for, and it delivers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Silence. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think like normally I wouldn't like rate a show after two episodes, <laughs> but I think like what these two episodes have shown is that it's, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to keep going at the pace they have. Like, it has to be majorly bad for them to fail. And I don't, don't I trust it, them. Don't I, I trust Wabi Sabi to do this properly. And we actually kind of know how, like, the story progresses. Mm. So we know what's going to happen. But it's just like, we've just seen hints of it. Yeah. Not the whole story. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. But I know it's going to be great. So that's why I'm <laughs> saying it now. Put it into the universe. That's manifest it. Manifest it. Yeah. yeah. I love my own flute crumbs. Definitely. God, yeah. And as a yeah. Dean Parm girly, like <laughs> when, they, when they reinserted the grocery store scene, mm -hmm. oh my God, I, I flew on cried again. Yeah. I was like, this is too real. <laughs> yeah. They're great in it. <laughs> it's not even about them, but I'm like, they're great. Yeah. In it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's great in it like i even love manal and yeah the guy oh, i forget his name awesome. brooke i think brooke yeah. i like them yeah i'm rooting for them yeah yeah the only the, like a b and c are a kind of a little bit annoying but <laughs> i think they're that's so random. they're supposed to be annoying <laughs> so it's fine that's what i was saying i think they're the comedic relief yeah. for this one where mm -hmm. and i love that yacht isn't the comedic yeah relief. yacht is always yeah. the comedic relief and he's finally <laughs> he's finally upgraded <laughs> If we don't count 
paint with love, which yeah. I don't know what he was like in that show. But. Oh, no, no, we we don't talk about that. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about Between Us for like an hour now if we start. So <laughs> true. <laughs> Honorable mentions. Do you have any? Yes. I had three other ones that I was fighting for my mm-hmm. life trying to include. Mm-hmm. The first one is Cupid's Last Wish, mm-hmm. which I totally forgot was this year. Yeah. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I just like the story. I think it's really unique. Mm-hmm. I think that even though body swaps have been done a lot of times, the way they transition between Mix and Jan is so cool. Yeah. And I like that it all takes place in like a couple days Mm -hmm. because they're going on a road trip. So it's a show that's short and Mm -hmm. easy to binge watch. And I would actually recommend binge watching it Mm -hmm. because I feel like then you'll really be able to feel the urgency of them needing to get stuff done. Maybe a little anxiety too. (laughs) But Earth and Mix are great. We have an episode about them too. Yeah. So I think that they're just great i don't have anything to say about it i just think they're great and i hope they get a lot more opportunities other than the ones Mm -hmm. we know we they have Mm -hmm. alexa quick so my first honorable mention was love mechanics Mm -hmm. did not think that i would like that show because i'm like i said before i'm not like a cheating plotline person but like it was really well done yin and war were amazing the acting was next level the story was just like super compelling despite all the ups and downs and the kind of circular drama it felt like they were going mm-hmm. in and the progression of their relationship like i cared about them i cared about both of them as characters mm-hmm. and i just like enjoyed watching the story despite it having a theme that i'm typically not a fan of so i think that speaks to how i enjoyed it yeah yeah I like have I'm just gonna go through them quickly without Ooh. talking a lot about it. But I have three that I sort of kinda wanted to put in but didn't end there. My Secret Love. Yeah. I love them. Cute. <laughs> and we have to support Jamie. Yeah. So that's yeah. in there. Choco milkshake. Nice. It's cute, it's mm. fluffy, it's just like everything you'd want. And it's short and it's on YouTube. <laughs> and I put love in the air. But it would have been on my top five list if it wasn't for the second half of it. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a review about it. So yeah. go check it out if you're curious about my mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. Do you guys have any more? My other two were Secret Crush on You and Something in My Room. Ooh, that's a good book. I don't have much to say about them. I just really enjoyed both of those shows mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But I guess there were more shows that I enjoyed even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There have been a lot of good shows this year. It was hard there, to choose. Yeah, it was. It was really. Yeah. Yeah, my other one was Dear Doctor, I'm Coming for Soul. It's not in car. I, I didn't so finish too. it. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, that is it for our episode, this last episode this year. Finale. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So leave a comment with your favorite shows of the year and we'll see you guys next year yeah thank you so much for all the support in season two we've got to do a lot of cool things this year Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of exciting plans for next year so keep supporting us hopefully we have more content coming at you really soon Mm -hmm. i think by the time this comes out, season three will be starting in like a week, maybe. So you yeah. won't be missing us for long. <laughs> but 
yeah thank you guys for an awesome season Mm -hmm. yes thank you all of that (laughs) i don't have anything to add perfect (laughs) bye bye Recording, so whenever you're deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.